Welcome to Saltivation. The Saltivation Show is a podcast series featuring the leading voices in salt, where we talk about the issues and strategies to help you make sense of state and local tax. Hi, everyone. Today, Stacey Tram and I are going to kind of talk about some of the changes that are going on in Texas. Texas has been very active and Tram is our resident there. So she's super in the know, which we're very grateful of because Texas is really doing kind of some strange things with some very unique, I'd say, probably active or like enactment dates or clarification dates or application dates. Pick a descriptor and, you know, that's kind of what they're doing, all of the above. So I think just one thing that we know for sure, right, Tram, is that previously, you know, there's a lot of discussion regarding the payroll protection loan, the PPP loan that people were getting that, you know, because of Texas's conformity to the IRC, it was originally going to be, you know, treated as essentially non-forgivable, right? If it were forgiven for federal purposes, it was going to be income for Texas purposes. The state has come back and said, all right, you know what, we're going to allow both the deductions for the compensation within your franchise tax calculation, but you also don't have to include it within your revenue base. So that is one thing that we are sort of certain on, right? And that's applicable for tax reports due in 2021. So it's generally your 2020 report year. Now those kind of the nuance piece where, you know, we'll talk later about the nuances of what Texas is doing is that, okay, well, I already filed my 2020 report before this came out. And so do I have to amend in order to like remove that? It's a million dollars. I'm big in Texas. That could save us a thousand dollars, a couple thousand dollars, depending on the size. So, or do I get to maybe credit that forward without having to go back into amend? So that's still, right, is kind of unclear. Right. right. I would expect the comptroller to provide some sort of guidance uh, as to how that would work because, I mean, obviously there are a lot of businesses who already filed their, you know, franchise reports for that were due this year. So I, I think, you know, once we see that guidance, um, it'll be more clear as to how we would advise our Texas-based clients as well as those who have to file, even if they're not based here. Right. And so I think, you know, as you'll hear us say a lot, you know, continue to follow us. Tram is very active in the Texas Society. So she is privy to some, you know, webinars and whatnot that only Texas Society members are, which made me think I want to go get my Texas license so that like I can listen to some of these. So, you know, keep following us on that regard. But then also what there's other franchise tax items that, you know, Stacy and I really kind of get into the dirty with franchise tax. And Texas is always a unique state in that regard, you know, because it's more or less a gross receipts tax with certain deductions being cost of goods sold, compensation, or just a haircut of your gross revenue. And so a lot of this is kind of what applicable for our clients relates to kind of software and advertising services and associated with the sourcing of those services. So I don't know, Tram, you want to kind of talk us through some of the stuff that you've learned? Yeah, so basically the comptroller is doing a lot of housekeeping, if you want to call it. So revisiting some of these rules, some of these definitions in terms of sourcing, defining terms such as the internet hosting or, or you know, computer software, digital property type of items and services. Um, so I think the real big 
thing here is that the comptroller basically is revising the rules and clarifying what they really mean and how the receipts are being sourced, right? And the big kicker here is that most of these changes are retroactively effective. And most of these changes are going to be effective as of January 1, 2008. Um, there are a few exceptions that, you know, some of the changes or some of the uh, amendments to the rules will apply, you know, kind of more current. But still, I mean, you know, we have to go through this exercise of understanding when and how that impacts some of our clients based on, you know, the type of services they provide or do they, you know, are they really, you know, subject to, you know, those sourcing rules? Are they considered an internet um, hosting service provider? So things like that, I feel like, are pretty important. And then again, you mentioned like the advertising side. They provide a clarification as to how you're going to source advertising services. So yeah, that's all fun and exciting stuff. But I mean, I guess the, the meat of it, if we want to dive into some of that, really, I feel like the definitions are a huge thing. Uh, I, and I think, think that a huge thing is the fact that this, this comptroller views this as a clarification. So we've got situations where or, you know, what we've been following all this time is basically a cost performance test for services. And basically, based on time spent performing the services in Texas. So if you're a Texas-based company with, you know, property payroll, you could have a heavy sales factor in Texas being be paying a lot of franchise tax. And now the comptroller is saying, well, actually, uh, we've been, you know, whoopsies, we really mean that for a SaaS provider, you source to customer location. Well, what does that mean? And the rules look to at least try to provide some examples about that. Or if you're an advertising company, you need to source a different way. So I think that this is, you know, either an opportunity for some taxpayers, or it could actually cost some taxpayers some money, depending upon whether they're in-state or out-of-state, and applying the rules. And then you also have to take into consideration that We've got a statute of limitations issue, right? So, you know, the comptroller is saying that, hey, we've really, you know, meant this interpretation the whole time. I mean, the franchise or the margins tax went into effect in 2008. So they're saying, hey, we've meant this the whole time. So then what are taxpayers, you know, really supposed to do now? What are our clients supposed to do? Should they amend? Should they VDA it? You know, so I think we just need to help our clients figure that out. And, and maybe the comptroller will come out with, additional guidance. I don't know if we know that, Tram. So it's funny because I think the way this was rolled out was, hey, we're going to provide additional guidance on all of these different, you know, sourcing rules, um, how we're sourcing these services. And so I think that's kind of the idea of the, these, these rule changes. But yeah, I think you bring up a lot of really good points in terms of how is it really going to be, these rules really going to be implemented, um, how we, you know, advise clients who are impacted by these changes. So. One, especially, you know, Stacey and I are doing a lot of, you know, voluntary disclosure agreements, right? Where effective a date and time, we were going to remit our history. And so, you know, we were, you know, working under the assumption prior to this, you know, for a software as a service company who we've been following the the sourcing rules for services. Hey, we didn't think that you owed any money, but now whoopsie, it's actually destination or like customer base. And then I wonder too, if they're going to maybe clarify, 
do you maybe on some of this like SaaS stuff get a cost of goods sold deduction now, or are you still only limited to your kind of compensation or you know receipts deduction? So there's still just a lot of a lot of moving parts and all of this stuff that's happening. Yes, absolutely. And so I think really with that, you know, keep following us at Saltivation. We're we're following it just as you, as you may or may not be and certainly our our resident Texan will keep us all keep us all compliant. So, yeah, keep following us at saltivation.com and thanks for stopping by. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not intended, nor should it be relied upon as legal, tax, accounting, or investment advice. You should consult with a competent professional to discuss specifics of your situation and the applicability of the information presented.